Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting, thrill-packed episode of your favorite podcast, Hindsight is Horrifying. I am one of your hosts, Jason Mitchell, and I'm here with my co-host, Darth Jader. And tonight we are looking at a, uh, a film from the... 90, 1999. 1999. So yes, it's, still t- it's still technically the 90s. Yes. Uh, we are continuing our Halloween uh, movie extravaganza. Ooh. And we're actually doing something that I think is very appropriate for Halloween tonight. It's, it's one of the more Halloween-ish Movies And bizarrely enough, I love this particular movie, even though it scared me as a kid. <laughs> really? This scared you? I would... In 1999, <laughs> what, I was like 11 years what, old. What didn't scare you? Nothing. We've been over this. If oh, Ace no, Ventura can scare it's me... It's The Little Mermaid. Ah. <laughs> hey, there are people who didn't like Ursula in that movie when they were uh, kids, so... Well, that, that's just sad. Anyway, <laughs> we are doing a, a movie directed by Johnny Depp starring Tim Burton... <laughs> Um, and Helena Bonham Carter. Yes, and she's in it, and uh, there's other people. She's and, the horseman. Yeah. It was, and it was, Darth uh, Maul. Really? Darth, Darth Are we Ma- teasing about this one, or like, is this no, a real thing? No, Darth Maul's in this movie. Who is he? Uh, Ray Park. Well, let's uh-huh. let's tell. Okay, let's, yeah, we'll yeah. get to it. Okay, so yes, say what the movie is. We are we are uh, watching 1999 Sleepy Hollow, actually starring Johnny Depp. Directed by Tim Burton, because Tim Burton went to Johnny and said, hey, I have an idea. And Johnny said yes, which he always does. Yeah. Um, but don't worry, Johnny, I love you and all of your movies. So uh, this is actually our first Johnny Depp flick that we've done. Yeah, that's right. And, which surprises me because I'm I'm such a big fan of his and I love the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, like every, everything that he does. But yeah, this is uh, Sleepy Hollow, uh, the adaptation of Washington Irving's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. which was originally made into a film um, with Bing Crosby as the narrator, and it was a cartoon. Oh, yeah, the Disney one. Yes, Disney. Yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. Oh, it was. Fan- it was. Yeah. Like, even the first time I see Ichabod in the movie, when I was re-watching this, I was, I was, I was just sort of singing to myself, Ichabod, Ichabod, oh, yeah. Crane, because I love that song. No, yeah, the, yeah, that movie was, was that's one of my favorites from uh, whenever I was a kid. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but no, but what I was saying before that with Darth Maul, uh, mm-hmm. Ray Parks is the Headless Horseman. Yes, the the, the person who does yeah. all the action yeah, is the Headless Horseman. Yeah. Whenever he is headless. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so Darth Maul is the uh, is the person fighting against Casper Van Diem. That and, is hilarious, yeah. especially considering he cuts Casper Van Diem in half. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. he, you know. It's, he, a, it's a thing he does. No, Obi-Wan Kenobi cut Darth oh, Maul in right. half. that's right. That's right. I, I blocked most Get of Get it movie. together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it didn't kill him. No, no apparently not. No, he just didn't. fused himself back together. Well, uh, he actually had a spider robot body for a while. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. move on. I yeah, don't wanna, I was going to say, yeah. I don't know anything about this. But yeah, so uh, unlike the Disney version, this is a very, a much darker version of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And the whole concept is dark in general. You wouldn't even think that it would be a children's story because it's about a headless horseman who decapitates his victims right, and takes yeah. their heads back to hell. So, uh, well, it's a uh, it's a movie that Tim Tim Burton wanted to do a uh, a movie that was not really an homage, but in the style of the uh, the old Hammer uh, horror movies. Uh, that's oh, okay. that's what, that's why you know you've got Peter Cushing in it and um, Michael uh, Go, Michael Go, yeah, um, yeah. Christopher Lee. Yeah, Christopher Lee. Yeah, yeah the tons of big names in this movie. Even uh, Martin Landau. 
starts the movie out. And so for those of you who haven't seen this cinematic classic from my childhood, uh, if you're not familiar with The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, uh, we've already summed that up in a a way. But um, Yes? I just totally blanked. She's uh, but staring the, at Johnny for those Depp, of everybody. Yeah, this is going to happen. So pretty. All... I got distracted. I'm staring at Christopher Lee. Sorry, listeners. But yeah, so essentially, this story starts off with a mystery, and that's what Ichabod is attempting to solve. And it doesn't. It's not technically about the Horseman. He's almost the through line in this version, uh, because in all other Legends of Sleepy Hollow adaptations that I've seen, it's it's primarily focused on the Horseman. But in this, the Horseman is kind of a tool uh he's being you know puppeteered by damn dog (laughs) what do he do to you no he is he's being puppeteered by someone who controls him oh i I see damn bitch (laughs) i mean jesus i'm so mean well such a mean girl and and that actually fits in with the whole hammer horror uh thing also because in a lot of those you could sum up a lot of those old horror movies by a person who is a scientist who doesn't believe in anything paranormal right. is sent to a small backwater where something supernatural evident, yeah, is taking yeah, and place. People are being killed by something supernatural, and he shows up and is all like, "I don't believe in the supernatural. I'm going to use. Sci- oh my god, it is supernatural. I've changed my ways." Yeah, because Ichabod does have that sort of manic craze moment when he finally does discover that the horseman is real, where he's, "It was a headless horseman. It, I saw him. You, you must believe me. He's real." And the and the villagers are like, "We know. Yeah, no shit. We we're aware." Yeah. We told you this. Yeah, we, yeah. So, it, um, yeah, so you do have that. Uh, I, I believe in what I can see. I'm a scientist. I do believe in spooks. I do, I do, I do, I do believe in spooks. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. And Miranda Richardson. I love Miranda Richardson. Yeah, she totally steals the show in yeah. this movie. Uh, but the other big names, including Michael, uh, Michael Gambon, Gambon yeah. uh, a.k.a. cut-rate Dumbledore. No, um, excuse me? Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Oh, my God. My, Michael Gambon could act rings around that dude. Richard Harris? <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Michael Gambon's awesome. Step right out. We're going to fight. <laughs> uh, does Richard Harris have a place named after him on the Top Gear track? No, he you know doesn't. What? So there we are. He's then. the original Dumbledore, so whatever. Yeah. There are people who are still bitter about that, Darth included. So, <laughs> yeah, I do like Michael Gambon. Don't get me wrong, even though I give him a hard time. I wonder he's... if there's going to be a time when Harry Potter just sort of fades into something. Like, will it in Star Wars just kind of leave us alone at some point? Or... I have no idea. I think that... Uh, people are getting tired of some of the canon in Harry Potter, so I'm not really sure. We'll see what happens. Um, I did see an idea for a pitch in the HP world where it's like, instead of extenuating the story in this direction, why don't we just do um, a drunk history with wizards and they can talk about the witch burnings of Salem and all this other stuff. So like people are just kind of trying to come up with their own ideas now. Yeah, I suppose I, I, you know, it, it's sort of like you look at something like this and it's a good movie and it's set in a certain time and 1799. Yeah. Well, and it, it, I, I suppose I should lay my cards on the table where I come down on this movie. Um, when I first saw this, this is one of those uh, rare times where I went to the movie theater uh, by myself. Okay. Because I think if I when remember, you weren't trying to score with a date for a change, yeah, I I, I don't think I got stood up or anything. I th- I, I seem to remember somebody was going to go with me and they couldn't, and I already bought the ticket, and I just said, well, you know, just hell, go enjoy the hell movie. with it. I'm going to go watch the movie. Yep. And I think that had a big impact on the enjoyment I had watching the movie because I, I really really liked it. Um, I didn't love it, but I did come away thinking, okay, it was good. I really enjoyed it. And it is, and I'm going to use this word carefully, 
it was flawless, meaning there's nothing in the movie. There aren't any gaping plot holes. Like there's not anything wrong. No, I especially when you come down to the specifics, like the music. Oh, I didn't know Coppola was the executive. Yeah, producer. I was going to bring that up. No. He was the uh, Francis Ford Coppola was the executive producer, and Danny Elfman obviously did the well, music, which you no can't shit. hear. <laughs> yeah, he's you know the pet musician. Yeah, I can Tim do it. I, I can do it for you. No, that is not what the music is like at all. That's actually one of the things that sucked me into this story so much is the music is incredible. It's so eerie and kind of mystical. And well, again, it's it's a flawless. And and I'm being very careful the way I say that. It is. I'm not saying that. Oh, it's one of my all time favorite movies ever. I'm because it isn't. Uh, I I like it a lot, but I think that if you look at Tim Burton, Johnny Depp movies. It's hard to pick apart the way some of their current yeah. work or more I, current work I, I, is. I would, yeah, I I'm would, with you. I would definitely say that uh, Ed Wood is the superior movie. Oh. Ed Wood is in my top probably three Ed of Wood all time is, movies. Ed Wood is Seinfeld ever. on crack. Yes. Yeah. Ed Wood's amazing. Oh, speaking of... I, I, I uh, Speaking of crack. No, well, <laughs> Seinfeld reminded me of the Alf to Seinfeld scale, and that, yes. uh, that reminded me... I, I heard some very sad news today. Uh-oh. Um, that I... I I, I hesitate to bring this to the audience because I know it's going to make a lot of people really sad. But I do think since we've talked about Seinfeld and Alf so much. I'm so scared. What is it? I, I learned today that uh, they are in the process of uh, rebooting Alf. Oh, good. You asked. You had me um, they, thinking somebody had died or something tragic. Happened. No, no, that no, is pretty tragic. No, now that I think about it, though, no one died. But now that I'm over the initial shock the, the, of the news, the, yeah, the actual article I read said that they uh, some that the the either one of the networks or whoever owns the rights to Alf. Michael Eisner. <laughs> I'm sure it's Michael Eisner. I'm sure Michael I- or, uh, Bob Iger. Bob oh, Iger. Oh yes, yeah, Bob he, Iger. Yeah, he he was he put his winter coat on for the first time because it got cold and he put his hand in a pocket and he pulled something. What is this? Oh, it's a five dollar bill. Oh, and the rights to Alf. Oh my god. Oh, hey, it's coming back. Yeah, get excited. So yeah, they're looking for a writer. Um, to which I say. Let me write it. Oh, God. You could improve <laughs> it vastly. I'll, I'll give you Alf. Oh, God. It would get so, so scary. We could use my pitch from Shivers where he commits vehicular homicide yeah. and winds up in prison. <laughs> That'd yeah. be a great episode. But, okay, so uh, after that tragic news, uh, let's get back to this uh, scary movie, which uh, we've gotten to the point where Johnny Depp is officially in Sleepy Hollow. He's this busy New York City detective and... No, no, that's not true. He's been in it from the beginning. He was in the first scene, wasn't he? Johnny Depp? Yeah, he's been in Sleepy Hollow the whole time. No. Yeah. He was in New York, and it's... He was I in know, New York. I know, but he was in the movie Sleepy Hollow. Shut up, Jason. Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to smack How you. Was, oh, there's Michael Gambon. Yep, he disappeared with Miranda Richardson. So Ichabod is uh, basically a pain in the ass to the New York City judge. And he keeps crowing about being more thorough and using scientific investigation to yes, solve we crimes. Must. We must use our brains to recognize vital clues. And he's very... He's a bit tumultuous in the system because he believes in autopsy and, you know, people think that's a a heathen performance, so it's very controversial. But so the judge, Christopher Lee, gets fed up and sends Ichabod to Sleepy Hollow to solve the mystery of this headless horseman who has murdered three people in the past fortnight. 
So now we see Christina Ricci as well. Uh, she's playing this game called Pickety Witch where the guys are in a circle uh, going around her. She's blindfolded and she's reaching out. The Pickety Witch. Who's got a kiss for the Pickety Witch? And who does she kiss but Johnny Depp? Mm, yeah, sure. That was a coincidence. <laughs> no, that, that wasn't orchestrated at all. It's but, very, it's very uh, odd. You know, for her to be the love interest. It is for, especially for, of him. That, have that you is, ever seen the behind the scenes about this movie? No, I, I uh, have they not. did a feature ad on it. Uh, and she even mentioned that she was like, yeah, so I met Johnny uh, when I was nine and he was about 30. <laughs> so because there, there's about a 17 year age difference between them. Um, yeah, that's, um, and they did, hmm. uh, they did a project together when she was a little girl. And so she even mentioned how strange that was. Cause she's like, so, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Johnny Depp's a good looking fella, but that was just a little bit strange. So, yeah. uh, yeah, it is a little bit bizarre that they cast her, but she does a really good job. Like going back to Harry Potter, the witchcraft and whatnot, it all ties in. Yeah. Cause she's got yeah. these witchy qualities about her and she's casting little spells and charms throughout the movie. And, that actually ties back to Ichabod's childhood, we come to find, because his mother, he calls her an innocent, a child of nature, but she's she's a witch, basically. Yeah. Yeah. She can float and sort of fly through the trees and do well, all this and crazy she's, nonsense. Well, um, and she's, uh, oh God, who plays her? Um, I'm actually not sure. I do have the list here. I can't believe this. It was, it was Tim Burton's girlfriend, wasn't it? Helena Bonham Carter? No. No, 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 no. I don't think she's on this list that I have, because she's- Lisa Murray. Oh, Lisa, that's Lisa Marie? Yeah, Lisa Marie, she played Lady Crane. Yeah. Oh, okay, Yeah, awesome. Lisa Marie, yeah. No, Lisa Marie is uh, astonishingly hot. Um, <laughs> and in, I remember I saw a... Uh, and put th- her in a... There was a spread in, like, I think it was in Maxim, like in the early 2000s. And, oh, and they summed it up perfectly. They said, if Tim Burton ever complains about anything, beat him to death. Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, and, uh, of course, they're not together anymore, but, you know. Well, neither um, are he and Helena Bonham Carter. Uh, when they divorced, no, um, I actually volunteered to take custody of Johnny because I, I didn't want him to have to choose between them. Well, actually, he might have a new mom uh, because I heard that Tim Burton might be dating, um, uh, not Rachel Weisz, uh, that's James Bond's wife, Um from the movie she was in. Oh, uh, forgot. She's from Penny Dreadful. Um Oh, uh Eva Green? Eva Green. One of your one of your uh Hall Pass people that you couldn't remember? Yeah. Hall Pass people. Uh you may not remember this from Ten Things I Hate About You, but you actually made I was Katie. Pretty, I was yeah. pretty loaded during pretty that episode. <laughs> I don't remember You've, much you of that. You forced episode. Katie and Adam Brown and me to list our Hall Pass celebrities and Eva Green was one of your three. Oh yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, so along with Jennifer Connolly. Yes. So, yeah, so anyway, back to the movie. Uh, we finally get a look at the Headless Horseman when Ichabod is uh, interviewing all of the town elders, the doctor, the magistrate, the um, the reverend, yeah. and the notary. And he th- he's like, is anybody suspected of these murders, of these decapitations? And they're like, what did your superiors tell you? Because you obviously don't know the full story. So then we get the backstory of the Hessian mercenary yeah. when he was alive, a.k.a. Christopher Walken. Yeah. Christopher damned Walken is the headless horseman. And I had no he idea. He doesn't have any lines though. Yeah. No, he, yeah, he, he literally just yeah. screams. Ah! Yeah. The that, entire, like, that's his whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's making his horse go faster or, um, he, and he growls at Miranda Richardson, uh, at the end. <laughs> that's about it. He, he yeah. literally doesn't speak. He's barely in the movie. And what's funny about this is that you can see that he's got this, uh, he, he has a deep love for his horse. Yeah. Daredevil. They're partners and, uh, even though he's a very creepy looking guy, he's filed his teeth down to points, which 
God, wouldn't that hurt? Yeah, it seems like it would A, hurt, and B, probably, given the era, cause you to die. Yeah, it, there's <laughs> you know? there's no way that was a safe procedure. No. They didn't. No, no. Well, and also, wouldn't he have had to have had, like, incredibly long teeth to begin with? you got to wonder, because, like, when you file them down, they still look like a normal length, even though yeah. he's... Maybe he's just done the sides. Like, he didn't actually file them to be any shorter. He just got rid of the edges to make them sharp. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I want to hear the backstory of that. That's what I want to know. But yeah, so you uh, you see the horseman die because this tiny little girl, uh, he's running away from um, the American army and she snaps a twig to lead them in his direction and it gets him murdered and they bury him in the western woods and now it's a haunted place where brave men will not venture. Yeah. All spooktacular. But uh, getting back to the horse really fast, Christopher Walken, I mean, the horseman has such an obvious love for his horse in the movie, but in real life, he was very cautious around the horse. He's like, I'm a New York City guy. Well, he couldn't ride a way. horse. No, he could. No, no, no. No, not at first. Yeah, yeah. he had to learn. Because yeah. he was like, I've never been around like big animals like that. I he waited he until after he signed to let Tim Burton know that. Oh, my God. Yeah, he waited until after he had the part, and then he told Tim Burton, oh, by the way, I, I can't ride a horse. But That is so Joey from Friends. <laughs> you know? Like He claims in one episode that he can play the guitar, and they're like, Joey, why would you say that? He, or no, when he claims that, he claims that he's uncircumcised. And they're like, why would you say that if you have to be nude? And he's like, in... You know, in Hollywood, you say yes, and then you just learn how to do something. You learn to ride the horse, or you learn to surf, and they're like, yeah, but Joey, that's like learning how to grow a turtleneck. Yeah. <laughs> so at least this was an easier task for Christopher Walken to well, accomplish. Well, and also, riding a, a horse is not that hard. No. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's not exactly like, you know, oh, I, I would rather have to learn to ride a horse than to, like, learn how to sword fight. Yeah, because if we learn anything from our Princess Bride episode, learning to sword fight is yeah. incredibly difficult. Yeah. Even when you have master teachers like Carrie always did. So mood is very much uh, at the center of this movie. Um, oh, yeah. It, it is. It's it, in the heart of the music, the yeah. visuals, the lighting, everything. Yeah, it's a very atmospheric. It's um, very macabre. Yeah. Yes. It, it's, it's, it's got an atmosphere that I've always thought that I don't think that M. Night Shyamalan did it consciously. But in the village, I always felt like there was sort of an attempt to capture the same kind of vibe right. uh, when he made The Village. The and sense of isolation, like yeah, the fog and, yeah. you know, the lack of, you know, being able to see what's around you and how right. something could just sneak up on you at any moment. Yeah, I, well, I know. Well, and it is, you know, it's such, um, you know that they're off in some small town in, you know, uh, what year is it supposed to be again? 1799. 1799. Okay, so it's, you know, almost the 19th or uh, the 18th. 18th century. No, no, it's almost the 19th century. I was about to yeah. say 1800s, yeah. but you were talking um, about centuries. And, you know, so it's it's easy to imagine a town being totally isolated to the point that if there was something attacking the town, um, you know, the, the troops weren't going to come in. The police weren't going to Yeah, come they're in, not you know? really on yeah. anyone's radar. So, right. yeah. oh, and not to interrupt you, Jason, but another fun horse fact about this movie, uh, Gunpowder, Ichabod's horse, Johnny Depp adopted him. When uh, they did this film, he ended up with a horse and uh, the torture device that you see toward the beginning of the movie. Do, do you know why he adopted the horse? I don't remember, no. Be because he found out that the horse was uh, going to be put down. Oh. There was something. Johnny, I, I love yeah. you. So so he adopted the horse 
and uh, I love him even more than I presumably the horse lived uh, at least a slightly longer life. I would hope Um, so. I'm sure Johnny gave him a nice home. But one of the things that I think that adds to the to the atmosphere of this is the fact that they built this town. Yeah, from the ground up. Yeah, they built the entire town, um, and they did a great job of building it. And one of the quotes I saw somewhere. Uh, somebody said that walking around the town felt like walking around in Tim Burton's head. It just oh, how the, frightening! Yeah, that's what they said. The whole town, it just it felt like if Tim Burton, you know, you know, it's like we, the Tim Burton pop up book. You yeah, just... sort of. But it also goes back to the uh, the Hammer horror uh, films because in all of those there was always that sense of isolation too, which was you know, um, a lot of those movies they they fall into this sort of trap where they, they, you know, they talk about a town in Germany and they think that Germany is like a really big place. Yeah. And geographically, it's really not that big. And I've so, never no, been, so nothing can really be that isolated there, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but they always did such a good job of this. Oh, there's a village with a castle and it might even have like a, you know, a count living there and all this stuff. And there's all these people and it's totally isolated. And no s- one ever goes there. And people have been committing murders here for years and we've never figured out who yeah, it was. Yeah, like, yeah. And that's what's funny about Sleepy Hollow being such a small little village is that, yeah, and even Christina Ricci, that, that adds to the atmosphere of it because uh, Ichabod comes to find that uh, Van Garrett... He he and his son are murdered at the beginning of the movie, along with someone called the Widow Winship. And then the next murder that happens is Jonathan Masbeth. And he's the servant of Ben Garrett, and it all starts... Ichabod's trying to figure it out, and then he looks at the um, the Reverend's Bible and finds out that the Van Garretts are related to the Van Tassels. Mm-hmm. So that makes him suspicious of the Van Tassel family because, you know, they're the ones who immediately stand to gain if the richest family in Sleepy Hollow was murdered. Right. But in... And Ichabod's like, why did nobody think to tell me that they're kith and kin to each other? And, and Christina Ricci responds. She said, well, there's hardly a household in Sleepy Hollow that isn't connected that way by blood or marriage. Yeah. It's just that small of a town. Yeah. But to that end, so like there's a lot of people who essentially would stand again. So it that widens his list of suspects. Yeah. But we're in this great scene right now where we see Jonathan Masbeth. He's been beheaded by the horseman. And uh, Ichabod is using all these little powders and odd little instruments, pinchers and whatnot to figure out. And I don't understand what this powder is really accomplishing, but you hear you hear him tell you what yeah, he's I, learning. Yeah, he, he explains it to you, so you don't need to worry about it. He sprinkles it, it makes, powder. It, yeah, and it, it makes a sizzly sound and some smoke rises, and then he tells you something. Yeah, and they make him very Sherlockian in this movie. Like, yeah. Ichabod is, is much more of a detective, like on the case and he's very logical and this is we've talked about this before but johnny depp has mentioned the fact that tim burton loves to spray him with blood yeah that's just like a thing that happens in a lot of the movies that he stars in for tim burton and you see that uh that's coming up here in a minute when he gets to examine the body because apparently the people in sleepy hollow have no issue with autopsy like they do in new york which seems a little backwards but he the first prod is interesting yeah and maybe they just had a problem with him it, or maybe it's just like, okay, you know. that's the lesser of an evil where it's like maybe yeah. he can figure something out and that at least gets these murders to stop. Yeah, yeah. But in- it's um, one of the, one thing that I find neat about the way they shot the movie, uh, looking at this exterior scene at the, the funeral. Oh, no, there's a child within 15 feet of Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey oh, Jones, yeah, that can't be allowed. Oh, God, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, are- I, I try to keep forgetting that Jeffrey Jones has a, 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 has- a, a history... 
has a predilection I, for I, small children. Yeah. yeah. It's man. horrifying. Damn it, Jeffrey Jones. Hindsight is horrifying. I really liked you. I know. He's such a great actor. I but, know. It's like you, everything he's in, every movie he's in, I enjoy. And, and you got to wonder, like, because, I mean, Tim Burton already liked Jeffrey Jones because he was in Beetlejuice. So, and, and Tim Burton, as we know, tends to keep using the actors that he likes. It's very Adam oh, Sandler yeah, of yeah. it. But, oh, uh, God, don't say that. No, I just mean like he's, <laughs> he uses the same group of people there, over there and over. That's the only comparison. There is nothing about Tim Burton comparison. that's very Adam Sandler. Oh, uh, my God, get over it. <laughs> they wear shoes. There. <laughs> They're both human men. Yes. <laughs> but uh, so young Masbeth, uh, they're at the grave of his father, and he pretty much vows his service to Ichabod because he wants to avenge his dad and get, yeah. get down to the bottom of the mystery. Of everyone being beheaded in Sleepy Hollow. So now we're up to four victims, or yeah. so we think, because we're at the gravesite and Magistrate Phillips comes up to tell Ichabod, no, 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 there are five bodies in four graves. So in dun, a, dun, dun. <gasps> Dramatic reverb. But yeah, so Phillips gives Crane that clue. But what's really weird about that, going back to the autopsy exception <laughs> mm-hmm. here in Sleepy Hollow in this little bitty farmer's village. Uh, he's basically giving Ichabod the hint to go and perform a C-section on a woman. Right, yeah. So that in and of itself is a little weird. Like some things just didn't fit. Like Christina Ricci is awfully forward with Ichabod considering yeah. it's 1799 and she's kind of seeing someone else. Well, you know, it, it's a it's it's a Tim Burton movie. Well, you know, and Tim, it's Johnny Tim, Depp. Yeah. Who wouldn't abandon their boyfriend to go date Johnny Depp? Because uh, Johnny actually <clears throat> volunteered. Casper Van Dien. I mean, Casper yeah. Van Dien is a very good looking. I mean, man. Come on, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't. He's not a fainting goat like Ichabod Crane. Because I yes. think he faints something like six or seven times in this film. And Christina Ricci faints quite a bit herself. They're both fainting goats. Well, one of the things I was going to say about how they shot it, and going back to the to the oh, vibe yeah, to the mood, is uh, the whole movie was shot with a blue filter. And, really? Yeah, and because I never knew and, that. and because of that, uh, because <clears throat> the blue filter, you know, it gives you this cool, you know, dark look right. to it, and also it uh, it it kills the cyan colors that are in there. But because of that, the fake blood uh, wouldn't look like blood. Okay. So it had to be. Uh, I think it was bright orange. Really? Yeah. That they had they had the liquid oh. had to be like an orange color in order to show up as blood on cool. the uh, on, on the film, which is. <clears throat> sort of like uh, what was it uh, in Psycho? They used chocolate syrup. Yeah, they used chocolate syrup because yep. bl- fake blood didn't look like blood. Yeah, with yeah. Janet Lee, they had to do the syrup. Yeah, um, but yeah. So th- this this is a bit of overkill here, where Ichabod does discover that the widow Winship was in fact pregnant when the horseman murdered her, and when they go to dig up the graves to let Ichabod examine the bodies, you see a slice wound in her belly. So. Mm. The horseman is thorough, if yeah. nothing else. That's just so dark, knowing that an unborn child was murdered by yeah. sword. That's pretty rough yeah. to think about. But because, I mean, if you, if you kill the mother <laughs> and nobody knew that the widow Winship was pregnant, yeah. I mean, you would think that he wouldn't worry about it. But that that's just Tim Burton all over to well, add that gory little detail. That that That's, again, sort of a nod to the old... Uh, to the old uh, Hammer movies, um, sort of like whenever the whole thing where you see the spiked face, uh, his right. mom. That's that's actually straight out of I think uh, an Italian movie called Black Sunday. Is it really? I think it's from Black Sunday. It might. It's from one of those old, you know, that era right. of horror movies. Yeah. Yeah, and John, not the one that his mo- that Ichabod's mother was kept in, but the first torture device that you see when 
Johnny Depp is in the courtroom arguing for sense and justice. There's a man that he's defending in the courtroom yeah. uh, who's encased in this like iron torture device with, I guess, spikes of some sort in it. Yeah. But he's alive. And uh, Johnny Depp actually fell in love with that and got to keep it <laughs> because he's Johnny Depp. Well, you know, I mean, you want conversation pieces in your living room when, sure. people, when friends come over absolutely um, well i mean i imagine it's he's probably got a darker version of what you got going on at home jason with probably, your gene hackman portrait so. and your smith and wesson and all these awesome props and whatnot for movies yeah of course shiny deb lately has been a little little he's been having a rough go of it yeah. yeah he's had a rough few years Am, ever since amber heard walked into that man's life it has gone downhill well Okay, which one accused him of of abuse? Was it Amber Heard? Amber Heard from uh, that movie. They met on a movie set where... Vanessa Paradis was before her then. Yeah, that's the mother of his children. Okay, okay. So it's completely different. But uh, And now his uh, Lily Rose, his daughter, is an actress now. Yeah, big surprise. I know, right? Shocking. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, so, but going back to talking about how Christina Ricci just utterly abandons, well, not abandons right away, but she obviously has interest in Ichabod, but who wouldn't with it being Johnny Depp? However, he did actually volunteer to do prosthetics to enlarge his ears and his nose so that he would look more like the 1949 cartoon Ichabod Crane. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a good decision uh, to to not make him just a straight up Ichabod crane from the, uh, from the story because it's it, not the same personality. It's not the same. It's yeah. I mean, it, different. Yeah. The Ichabod crane from the story is he's, he's a he's, teacher. Yeah. And he's, he's much more hapless. Yeah. He's kind of a goofy. Yeah. Doof. Yeah. And although, well, you know, Irving claimed that it was based on a true story. Okay. You know, Ir- Irving, uh, well, I don't know if he claimed that the headless horseman was real, but um, Ichabod Crane, he said, was was a real person, and uh, he may have Sherlocked it a little bit, where he took influences from a couple of real different people, maybe, uh, yeah, and sort of made an amalgam. Yeah, yeah, it could have been something like that. I'm guessing. Um, well, because they even, <laughs> I have to point this out. This was the, I guess, the predecessor look for what they inevitably did with Robert Downey Jr. in Sherlock Holmes. It's the same hair, the same kind of general look. Oh, absolutely. Because when I went, and I love those Sherlock movies. They're some of my favorites. But when I went to go see that movie with RDJ, I was like, wow. So Ichabod Crane from Sleepy Hollow is now Sherlock Holmes. What a a surprise. Yeah, basically, yeah. Oh, there's your girl, Jason. Lisa Lisa Marie. Marie. Yeah. And you, he. God damn. (laughs) Now Jason's distracted, guys. So I'm going to talk for a second. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She and the kid. The kid in the scene is so weird looking. I he hate, is. I hate, he's I got hate, this porridge bowl I, haircut, I, I, and he's got a strange face. I know. I feel so bad saying that. I, I'm. I'm going to assume that it was. It was. Um. Digitally done, and that's not his real face. And don't. Don't <laughs> disabuse me of that. I was about to say I will let you keep that assumption, but you get these little flashbacks with Ichabod because <laughs> he's clearly suppressed memories from his childhood, where his mother was a witch. Uh, using optics. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she did do very witchy things. Like she's drawing these sort of pagan symbols in the, the hearth everything by their fire. She, everything she wore was a sexy witch costume. I mean, sexy anything yeah. when you include a corset because yeah. that just puts everything all in the right places yeah. for for guys to enjoy. Yeah, she, so. was, she was great in this and she was, uh, she was great in Mars Attacks also. 
Oh my God, I'd forgotten about yeah, that. Mars Attacks. I, Once I, again, I, another I, movie that scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. I hated oh, Mars Attacks. You've got to be kidding me. The alien, I was, I was Mars single Att- digits when that Mars movie. Att- oh, shut I, 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 You're the only person in history to be scared of Mars I will not take Mars this abuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up. But yeah, so you you get these flashbacks to Ichabod and his mother, uh, and he keeps waking up from these nightmarish nightmarish flashbacks. And then there's a bit of a tie-in, because we mentioned that Christina Ricci's got some witchy qualities of her own. Uh, She's this crazy person who stays up late to read at night, and she's reading this book of spells, and she she gifts it to Ichabod to protect him from harm. Yeah. And she she too is like sort of drawing little symbols in the dirt and it there are all these similarities between Christina Ricci and his mother. So it's very Freudian. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little a little bit there. And you Especially know Especially with the age difference. Yeah, and I, I like the idea that part of the uh the reason why Johnny Depp's character, why why Crane is the way he is, is, is sort of this it's not just the fact that it's like he's he's subconsciously fighting against the idea that his mom was a witch, but there's also this sort of tension with the fact that his mom was a witch, but she also did things that were scientific, and she had little, you know, like the optics thing. Right, because that's not witchcraft, that's just Yeah, science. it's just, yeah, that's a neat trick, you know. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson is a wizard. Yeah, so it is, it's sort of, you can kind of sit back and think about it if, you, you know, like, well, how did that influence how Crane developed well and um, none of her witch-like activities seem particularly harmful she wasn't going around eating babies or doing no. anything horrendous she was just drawing little symbols and uh at one point she floats in the air yeah that, it, there's nothing malicious about what his mother did but his dad is a bible thumper and murders her for being a witch yeah you think he would have maybe caught on to it either that or it was like oh my god she's hot uh, I'll, I'll make it work uh, the wish thing, I'll make it work. I'll make it work somehow. I'm I have cool to marry you in order to... Okay, fine. Let's, Done. Where's a ring? Yep. I got a ring somewhere. Where, where's the reverend? We're doing this. You know she's a devil-worshipping witch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll work on that. We'll work she doesn't on that. float, man. That's that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Don't worry about it. But yeah, And you... someday she'll have a great-great-grandchild named Fraser. <laughs> and that and that's, that's... That got me harder yeah, than it there should. There you go. And there's a lot... To, why, why did Fraser fall in love with Lilith? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh See, my God. There you go. You're, how you, did you just do that? Yep, that was the most amazing link that we, that, that one's the, the king yeah. of the links. Well yeah. done. Same Applause. universe. Absolutely. Same universe. I love it. That's, and, oh, and think about head. it. Did we, uh, and, and Frasier fans can tell me this. I don't remember ever seeing anything about his mom in the show. Cause obviously his dad's in there. I think his dad makes, vague allusions to her. Yeah, I mean, they, they reference her Right, times, but they but, don't really get into it, yeah. no. So, yeah, so for all those of you at home, that's that's something that you probably didn't know, was that Frasier and... Uh, Ichabod Crane and Ichabod are Crane. Yeah. related. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's thrilling. Uh, so now that we have that... Not sure how Niles fits into all this, but... <laughs> he, got, he got the really, like, the, the chicken portion of the personality yeah. where... Because Ichabod does... He's a little squeamish considering the fact that he's a detective and he looks into murders and whatnot. He's he's squeamish about blood. Like, he faints I, every 30 seconds. I actually think he's probably the bravest... One of the bravest movie uh, characters ever. 
because, I think he is too because he overcomes his yeah, fear. He's constantly terrified, but he keeps doing it. Right. You know, I mean, every single thing that he sees, you know, either disgusts him or terrifies him, but he keeps going. He At no point does he just get on a horse and go, I'm out of here. I'm going back to New York. Uh, he, he does toward the end, but not because he's afraid. It's because he's out of evidence and, yeah, you, know, yeah. the, you know, there are no other strings for him to pull, basically. Yeah. So, but yeah, he doesn't leave out of his own fear. <laughs> and he, it's a Tim Burton movie. You don't want to pull strings because there's something disgusting tied to the other end. Most likely. Yeah, like a bug with a person's face on it or something. <laughs> okay. It's some, I mean, it's, yeah, something Tim Burton-y. Something you don't want anything to but do this with. But is, this is actually, for a Tim Burton movie, it's actually tame. And yeah. I, I think that's why I like it. Like, I like this better than... I. I people can stone me for saying this. I like this movie more than Beetlejuice. <gasps> I do. I like, I do too, actually. Yeah, so I, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, we can go ahead and fortify the windows because people are starting to gather outside because they just heard that. Uh, j- just wait a week. Some idiot will make, you know, sleepy hollow the musical and everyone will forget about <laughs> it. Um, well, Beetlejuice has, I think it just has the power of nostalgia for a lot of people of our yeah, generations. Yeah. Is that, so yeah, they, that well, was the first time they were really exposed to Tim Burton as a kid that this yeah. was actually, uh, besides Batman, this was one of my first Tim Burton movies. This was definitely yeah. the first time I ever saw Johnny Depp on screen yeah. because his movies were a little too grown up for me to watch when I was that age. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this was my, well, and it's, it's, it's obviously, and I think unarguably Tim Burton is a much more mature filmmaker. Um, by, by the time he made this movie, Oh, absolutely. Um, and even there's 11 years worth of difference. Yeah. Right? And, and and even, you know, uh, Ed Wood, uh, which is a much better movie than, uh, than any other timber. That's the best. Timber yeah. yeah movie. In my opinion, it is. Hands it's, down. it's 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 just incredible. The cast. But and that's one thing, too, that Tim Burton's always I, one of his strengths is casting his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this movie and Ed Wood and others, you know, he, he does a very good job of filling all of the small roles with people who can take a small role and, um, and and really go with it, you know, really run with it. And this, you know, with something like this, when you've got, you know, Jeffrey Jones and Michael Gambon, you normally don't have so many power hitters in such small roles. Like, I mean, the town elders play a decent and very important role in the mystery surrounding the Headless Horseman, no doubt. But uh, even coming down to Brom, Casper uh, Van Diem, Christina Ricci's boyfriend, he he was actually... Wait, how really, are you saying it? Brom? No, Casper Van what? Dean. It's Dean. Is it? Yeah, Casper Van I thought Van it was Dean. D-I-E. It is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then I've been mispronouncing his name. My bad. That's why he didn't Casper call it. That's why, that's why he didn't return any of those messages you left on. Oh, you damn. Name I blew wrong. it. Sorry, Casper. Yeah. Well, he's not listening to me anymore. I had no idea that's how you pronounce his name. That's he was on Twin to me. Peaks. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I will and, be sure and, to pronounce and, his name right and, from now and, on. in that other movie. You know, he was in that movie. That other thing um, with the sharks or whatever. Oh, God, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, the story about him, Casper Van Dien, when he's uh, fighting the horseman for the first time. Darth Maul. Yes, yeah. when he's fighting Darth Maul and he gets cut the, in half. The first, um, the first headless horseman ever uh, on screen to not actually have like a distorted torso because they didn't right. have to put the, the costume over they his put head. A green, yeah, yeah, they, they put they, green they, material on his head. the first time they got to do it digitally. Well, because that's what okay, you see. Okay, you talk for a while because uh, Lisa Marie is going to be on Yeah, she's about to float yeah. and then you get the nice downward angle on, yeah. her, on her chest. Gotcha. So, yeah, yeah so Casper Van Dien, uh, despite being in kind of a minor role he when he was fighting against Darth Maul on the bridge he 
broke his finger and it instantly turned black. But he didn't stop. He kept going and he immediately reset it because he was afraid that that scene would be cut if he... Look at all that talent. <laughs> she looks smart in that corset. <laughs> Man, there's so much talent on screen right now. <laughs> two, two big old bucks talent. God. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Look at me. It's his girlfriend. And he's... I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm going to show off your talent, Starling. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's show everyone how Both smart and witty you are. <laughs> you know? That's exactly what's happening. And it is a shame, too, because, you know, she's a, she's a talented actress. You know, <laughs> well, it's, it's she's really kind of known for the for, for these two movies. And in one, she plays a weird alien. Yeah. Uh, and in this one, she plays a person who's, you know, dressed incredibly inappropriately for the times. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that that just goes back to the whole how men <laughs> think about women like Godfrey, the comedian, was talking about Anna Kornikova in very similar fashion. He was like, she's the worst tennis player in the world, but my God, she's so beautiful. She could literally show up without her racket. And we'd be like, where's your racket, Anna? And she's all, I didn't bring it. I'm Anna Kornikova. <laughs> so I think I'm fine Lisa, with that. Yeah, that, Lisa Marie's got a similar vibe. That, that would make sports make more sense to me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Tennis players didn't have rackets? Well, no, if it was just like, you know, okay, you're really good at hitting a ball over there, but she's really hot, so she wins. Mm-hmm. There we go. That, that's how the point system works. But that isn't works. fair. Well, neither is life, sucker. Get over it. <laughs> As they said in the IT crowd, grow a pair of tits. Oh, God. Uh, well, if I did have a pair, I'd let a guy have a go on him for a ride in a helicopter. <laughs> 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 wow Ugh. i love that chapter. i don't even know what to do with you right now yeah. <clears throat> but yeah so uh, going back to ichabod's fear and him overcoming it they actually make a point of that because ichabod does uh he thinks he sees the horseman but it turns out casper van Dien and the other guys of sleepy hollow are playing a trick and going to what you said jason about him having a distorted torso this guy on a horse is chasing ichabod through the western woods and throws a pumpkin at his head and He's so scared that he passes out in yeah. the woods. Yeah. And then you come to find it's Casper Vindian on a horse. Yeah, well, he, he did get he, hit by the pumpkin, too. No, he did, yeah. which I mean, had to hurt, like, even hot, And it was on fire. Yeah, but, and, you know, pumpkins are kind of heavy. That was a good throw. Yeah, luckily it was yeah. hollowed out, so yeah. it, it wasn't yeah. a kill shot. Yeah. But, yeah. He just did. wanted to make some etchings and sell it to ye old fail army. <laughs> but you come to find the, the guys of the town are just pranking Ichabod because... Yeah. Uh, Christina Ricci is clearly taking a liking to him. Because they don't have anything else to do. Yeah, it's 1799. They don't have iPhones. Like, well, yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, because the, those guys aren't farmers. So it's sort of like, And they All live right. in a farming village. Yeah, so it's like, well, it's 8 in the morning. What do you want to do? Uh, drink? Yeah. All right. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so he thinks he sees the horseman and discovers, no, he's being pranked. But then he sees the horseman for real uh, with our next murder of Magistrate Phillips. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who... Uh, another fun fact, uh, Tim Burton was the one who insisted that the the heads of the victims spin around like they were on like like tops before the victims fell well, to the ground. Which is kind of interesting because if you had a sharp enough blade, that might actually happen. You have to wonder yeah, then, yeah, uh, yeah. Like if it's hot enough, too, because that's one thing. That they should they have see. done that on Mythbusters. That, that would have been, that, cool. that been a great Mythbusters. Could you? Oh, man. Well, it, does he, Jamie and Adam, come on. Come, come back. on, guys, come back. We miss you. Determine this mystery for us. But uh, you come to find, too, that since the horseman is, you know, coming up from hell to commit these murders, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. his sword is white hot. And yeah. uh, that's why none of the victims are, you know, ridiculous messes of blood because their wounds are instantly cauterized. I don't know why, but you saying, you know, the, the horseman coming up from hell just made me think of the ninth gate. And I, I got sad. 
<laughs> Shut up. No, because because that that was a movie that that was totally ruined by you know because it that was a good uh, Johnny Depp movie. Yeah. Until it wasn't. Yeah, it took that one to take a, a <laughs> until turn. it was just you know kind of like Rear Window, not Rear Window. Um, um, what was the something window? I don't know. He was a writer out in the woods. They completely ripped off a Fight Club. I have no idea which I, I uh, who was in it. Johnny Depp and um, the guy from Oh Brother Where Art Thou, Pete, the tall one. John John Linguizamo? No. <laughs> what are you talking? Okay, don't worry about it. Um, we're, the Secret Window. Johnny Depp is I in that movie where he's a, he's a writer and he's like freshly divorced or something like that. He goes out to his cabin in the woods to write his next big novel. Yeah. His name is Mort Rainey or Ramey, something like that. Yeah, it's a whole thing. But yeah, Well, you know, it, it's that that was, I think you can sort of tell the difference between a Roman Polanski and a, and a, a Tim Burton as though there aren't a million differences. But like Tim Burton... I think really likes the occult yeah. and you know, um, Roman Polanski's kind of taken a whack at it. <laughs> well, Roman Polanski thinks it's all stupid. Yeah. You know, he thinks the occult is dumb, but he made it, he made that movie because it was interesting, <laughs> but it's like, it comes across as, you know, just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm with you. I, I don't want to talk about the ninth gate anymore. It's all good. <clears throat> so yeah, I, you have young Masbeth and uh, Ichabod teaming up because Masbeth has sworn his service to avenge his father, as we discussed, and the town thinks that after Ichabod sees the horseman for real, because he does bug out. He's like, it was a headless horseman. I, I saw him. He's real. And he's just having a full-on panic attack. And yeah, like, yeah, Michael no Gambon's shit, like, yeah, we we told you about that. Whatever. And so they think that he just bolts the next morning, but then he comes down from his room and he says, I've decided to overcome my fears and I'm going to solve this mystery. It's, it's going to happen. And... Then they go out to the woods and find this really horrifying witch. <laughs> yeah, and I think the witch, the if there was a flaw in the movie, if there was something I could take out of the movie, it would she just be, wasn't necessary, really. Uh, even if you're going to have the witch in there, and you're yeah, you're right, I don't think she was necessary. I'm okay with it, but the the really crappy CG eye popping yeah, thing that, that she does that was it, pretty it, hokey. And yeah. you know, it's it's sort of like. It's it's the only time in the entire movie that I'm taken out of the movie, you know. It, I don't it, know. See, since I saw this when I was a little girl, it was it was an intense moment for me because being such a rampant chicken, yeah, I had an issue with it where she jumps out and you know something bad is going to happen because they go into the witch's well, den yeah, and it's, very, yeah. it's you know they build it up. It's very obvious and but you know she's the the only purpose she serves is to tell Ichabod where she can find the grave of the horseman. Right. Yeah. Uh, you seek the warrior uh, bathed in blood, the headless horseman. Follow the Indian trail to where the sun dies to the tree of the dead, and that's where they find his. Why couldn't, why, why couldn't she just speak normally? You would want, you yeah, gotta wonder. You know, like, um, you seek the there's warrior, this really, in blood. There's this really weird tree. Look yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. If you go about uh, 10 yards that away. And she lives <laughs> in the woods, so that's my other issue with her. She lives there. You'd think that she already has that knowledge, because she knows of the horseman, she knows his whole deal, but she has to summon a demon. Yeah. Or a spirit of some sort to possess her and tell Ichabod this information. It was just, it was just a, just a Look, little unnecessary. Yeah, it's, it, yeah being a witch has got to be a weird job to get into. I suppose. You know, yeah. What's I, the vetting process? I, 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 just, I don't know. There's and, no Hogwarts in this universe that no, we're she, aware and, of. You know, and she's got to wake up every morning and light all those damn candles. Yep. And then, you know, I mean, the I wonder how many fires she's had in that. Cave. Oh God, she's probably had so many fires. And she's got all those dead animals that she's got to cook, like yeah. into her little spells and whatnot. Yeah, who knows. I, I guess know. you have to be really good at, you know, decapitating or then maybe that's what we dismembering don't have, animals. You know, we don't have people like that anymore because we have TV. 
you know, because because she would be <laughs> watching daytime TV right now, sitting on a couch. She'd be watching you know. Lifetime yeah. uh, for women. Yeah, She'd absolutely. be watching her stories. <laughs> Can't you see? I am watching my stories. Merlene, I don't have time to tell you where this horseman is. Merlene, my stories is on. <laughs> but yeah, so we... Where's the damn remote, Merlene? <laughs> but yeah, so we get to the Tree of the Dead and... Somebody is following Ichabod and young Masbeth. <laughs> this tree looks like it's from a Tim Burton movie. Uh, that's exactly what it looks <laughs> yeah. like. Oh, my God. If I saw it anywhere else. Oh, you wouldn't because no. it's not. A t- yeah, if you're otherwise. not in Tim Burton's head, you're not going to see it. Nope. Um, but, yeah, it turns out that Katrina, Christina, we, Christina Ricci follows the guys out into the woods. And they they get a little uh, interrupted because they're about to kiss. And Ichabod's like, why did you come? This is dangerous. And she goes, well, nobody else would go with you. And, you know, it's just a sweet little moment where she follows him to go help him. And they're about to smooch. But then young Masbeth is like, hey, I found that gnarly tree the witch was talking about. You guys want to check this out? No time for love, Dr. Jones. Jones, yeah. That's exactly what it is. You call him Dr. Crane. And and here we go with uh, the most blood splattery (laughs) moment of the entire movie where Ichabod is hacking at the tree. And it's very obvious after the first couple of chops that, yes, this is a tree that is just bursting with blood. Yeah. But he keeps hacking at it and he keeps getting in, you know, that's all Tim Burton just spraying Johnny Depp with blood. So, yeah, he gets covered and he, there are all these heads in the base of the tree. Yeah. And we come to find... Yeah. This so, is the, yeah. the storage the, unit for the horseman's decapitated victims. Yeah. Which makes sense. You know. Absolutely. It makes total sense. Why is he doing it again? Uh, uh, the whole... This is how the whole mystery ties together. So you start to get little bits and pieces. You think the town elders are kind of sketchy, and they are, because they were all drawn into this plot against their will. Uh, because it turns out Miranda Richardson... <gasps> is the bad guy. You think it's Baltus Van Tassel, Katrina's dad, Michael Gambon, but it's not. Uh, he's the red herring. Louise. Yeah. <laughs> You're the evil butler. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's it's there. It's me. <laughs> the murderer was me. <laughs> but yeah, so Miranda Richardson, it turns out, was the little girl in the beginning of the film where they're describing the horseman and how he died. She's the little girl who snapped the twig yeah. and got him killed. She then dug up... Uh, his grave and took his head and sold her soul to the devil so that she could gain revenge over the Van Tassel family. Uh, so Dumbledore right, yeah. and all those guys, because uh, they moved into her childhood home when her, her father died and their landlord evicted them. And that was Van Tassel, the first man who was murdered. So she's basically climbing the social ladder to gain her revenge and make herself mistress of all the wealth of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. And so... It's a lot of wealth. I mean, it's, it's so lot, much lot, in this lot, little farming yeah, village. a lot of money in Sleepy Hollow. I can totally see this. You gotta you wonder. Know. But, so here's my question about the tree. The tree is obviously, like I said, the storage unit for all the de- decapitated heads, but it's the portal to hell. Yeah. And the horseman goes in and out of it, and he's clearly going down into hell when he jumps into it. So why aren't the heads going with him? Why are they know. in the tree? I don't, I don't understand know. the logic I, behind yeah, that one. There, there's, not, there's not a lot of logic it's one of those things that would probably be don't pull at that thread too yeah don't <laughs> once again it. just enjoy heads. it yeah just enjoy it but yeah and you gotta you do i see what you mean jason you have to admire ichabod for his ballsiness because the horseman leaps out of the tree and ichabod jumps on his horse to pursue him yeah, and see who he's gonna go yeah, kill next because my ass would be out of there oh yeah he's uh, out wait a minute uh, if i solve this mystery do i get like millions and millions of, i don't what do i get i get nothing 
okay. get the satisfaction of knowing that I solved a mystery with mm. science and logic. Mm. Not yeah. worth it. I'm going to leave this to the Royal Society and leave. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, you don't really see the logic in why the horseman is killing the people that he is at first. It all comes together later in the movie when Miranda Richardson, Lady Van Tassel reveals her wicked plan. But right, this was one of the rougher scenes in the movie for me to watch because there's this nice little family. It's a midwife and her husband and their little redheaded boy. And they all get brutally murdered in their home. Yeah. And it's yeah. just so it once again, it's the baby being stabbed in utero. It's just so unnecessary <laughs> to keep killing all these little children. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, you know, and I, I think that sort of plays into what I said before about how I, I like the movie, mm-hmm. but I don't love it. Right. Because it's like there's. There's there's a, a fairly oh, see here when the fire jumps. Do you see the faces in the fire? No, I didn't see. Oh uh, yeah, when uh, the midwife's husband he's sitting in front of the hearth. Uh, when the fire blazes right before the horseman busts into their cottage, there are little faces that they CGI'd oh, into the fire. I didn't see. Yep, yeah, one thing so, Tim Burton snuck in there. So Darth Maul is gonna just kill the crap out of everybody. Well, the the husband puts up a pretty decent fight considering you know the horseman is a so prof- did, so did professional Liam, yeah, mercenary. So did Liam Neeson. Oh, you know. too soon. You know, come on, <laughs> poor Ray Park. <laughs> oh. Poor guy gets a bad rap. Yeah, especially because he's not the voice of anything. Yeah, that's true. You know, you never hear him. Well, it's kind of like um, the sword masters in Princess Bride and stuff. That they are two of the most successful actors, and, and like, well, it's a job. Coordinate, stunt coordinators. Yeah, it's a job. But no, but they're all they're also on screen. Like one yeah. of them was one of the sand people in Star Wars. I can't remember which one right now, uh, but. Yeah, it's just these people who make these movies as iconic as they are, like, because The Horseman was great. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Christopher Walken's in the movie for about 30 seconds. Uh, he doesn't really have a big role to play. He just rides around on his horse and screams, ah, like we mentioned. But yeah. The, you know, Ray is doing all the hard work here. Well, yeah, and, and that's the thing. I mean, there are, in in the film business, and I don't think it's so much the case anymore, Um but for years and years, you know, the film business was a collection of of tradespeople and craftspeople who, right. you know, you never, the, the movie going public never knew their names, but they saw their work in movie after movie after movie. And oftentimes... And just didn't realize it. Yeah, and oftentimes these guys were in so many, you know, they, they had so many more credits than, you know, most actors ever get. Oh, yeah. You know? the, it's a laundry list of projects because yeah. they're so specialized in what they do that... You know, oh, that's the first guy you call if you want swordplay. That's the first guy you call right. if you want, you know, like Jackie Chan doing his own stunts. Like, yeah. they just built concepts and movies well, around yeah. him because of his skill set. Yeah, or you look at people like Ken Adam, uh, who who did the uh, the production design for the Bond movies. You know, I mean, he, the, the Bond movies were iconic, but most people never heard his name. But he right. was more a reason for making it iconic than most of the people. He was just as important as Sean Connery was yeah, in making those movies as memorable. The things that they spoof in Austin Powers aren't Sean Connery. They're well, spoofing Ken Adam. And the, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing about the the magic of Hollywood, I guess, is that they're building these grand illusions. You don't see the lighting technician. You don't see the boom operator. You don't see the hundreds of people that it takes to even make a set or get it to the point where the actor can, you know, come out and do his thing. There's so much there's so much done before the lights go up. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah. So that's why we 
we have such an obsession with celebrities because those are the ones we focus on in the in the story. Yeah. So it's not you're not sitting there going, God, that boom operator just killed it in this movie. <laughs> it's just right, not yeah. the logical way to go. No, yeah, you're never going to say that. And it, and it is a shame because um, because there's so many hardworking people in Hollywood that will j- they never get the credit that they're that they're owed. Right. Um, and you have so many stories of of actors who treat them like garbage. Yeah. You know. And I just cannot. I can't fathom. I've that. I've been on set before, and seen. Um, you know, really talentless hacks, but they were, you know, they were the people who, when they came on set, everybody would yell talent on set, talent on set, you know, right. and it's, and that always got so I'm the talent. Yeah. That always irritated me so much because they were already was talent on yeah, set. There was so much talent on the set and these guys didn't add anything to it. Oh, anyway, goodness. that's my rant about the, uh, the film biz. No, I understand. I'm with you. But, yep, here comes our other Darth Maul moment where Casper Van Dien gets cut in half. And what's crazy about this moment is that Brom wasn't even supposed to die. He doesn't know anything about the conspiracy with Widow Winship because the whole reason Van Tassel was going to die in the first place is because, uh, or excuse me, Van Tassel and Van Garrett, all those people were going to die is because they were the people who wronged Miranda Richardson when she was a kid, but come to find that Van Garrett married the widow Winship in secret. And she finds out from the midwife that, Oh, the, the, um, the widow was pregnant with Van Garrett's child who Mm -hmm. also would have inherited his fortune. So it starts coming, it all comes together in the end when she explains how all these people tie together. So the reason why the midwife and her family had to die is because she tells Miranda Richardson this big secret right in front of her husband. What a goose. Like yeah. so that means the whole family gets slaughtered. And you don't you don't even ever hear that the kid knew the secret, but the horseman kills him anyway. Yeah. After watching or like hearing his dad die, watching his mother die through the floorboards and then just being murdered himself. Yeah. But Brahm was not on the kill list. No. But he kept engaging with the horseman to the point where Ray just got tired of his shit and cut him in half. At a certain point, it's like, dude, dude, I don't want to fight you, dude. Come on, man. Back it off, man. They had to find a way to get Sir, sir, put the blade (laughs) down. Sir, 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 put it down. I want to speak to your manager. Sir, Sir. I'm authorizing myself to use deadly force. What's on you? (laughs) (laughs) This is my beanbag gun. (laughs) To use my new beanbag gun. (laughs) To to subdue you. But yeah, so but they had to knock Brom out of the way because he's the only thing standing between Ichabod and Katrina getting together, and that just has to happen in yeah. Sleepy Hollow. There's yeah. got to be a little side story of romance, but uh, and Ichabod faints for roughly the four and a half time. I don't know yeah. how many times he faints. In this well, day. I don't really know if I would call that one a faint. He had just been stabbed. Yeah, he passes. Yeah, okay, yeah, he, oh, that, I'll give you that one. He yeah, passes that, out. Yeah, that that wasn't a wuss faint. That yeah. was, you know. Well, in the fr- yeah, you're right because he does get clocked in the head with a pumpkin, which may have given him a mild concussion. You yeah, don't know. Yeah. So okay, but that's where you find out that the blade is cauterized because Ichabod does get stabbed right near his heart. Yeah. Luckily, he's not killed. Yeah. But uh, the doctor's like, oh wow, you know, it's he should be bleeding all over the place, but the wound is like. Yeah, because that's barely how that bleeding works. and it's cauterized. Yeah. Like that's crazy. I don't understand how that works. Yeah, lucky for him, I guess. And <laughs> they don't really look into it's almost it. Almost like he used a lightsaber. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, but, uh, a fun fact about the uh, Iron Maiden. Um, that's what it's called. I could not, for the life of me, think of the yeah, name of that contraption. Yeah, um, the the Iron Maiden shows up in so many movies. <clears throat> and yes, it's even when people don't know the name, they've yeah. they've seen the Iron Maiden. Yeah, it's uh, but it was never used. 
It was never real. It was actually invented. I think it was invented. Um, uh, I think the Victorians invented it. Huh. But not it literally just as something. Uh, I'll have to go back and look. Like a cautionary device. Like we'll we'll throw you in here. No, you- it was it was more like a thing to show and tell people like, look how horrible this is. People used to use this on people. It was like Ripley's Believe It or Not stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, the Iron the, no, the Iron Maiden wasn't actually used because if huh. you think about it. It would it would, it would just kill people. It's not really a, you know. Yeah, it's not really a torture device. It's more it's of a, a kill. It's a kill you painfully, yes, but it's going to kill you real fast. Yeah, because you know? you're literally getting punctured all over your body. Yeah. But um, yeah, okay. We're going back to how inappropriate Katrina is, because <laughs> she's just sitting in Ichabod's room. He's passed out, and I guess she's watching over him to make sure he doesn't yeah, die. Yeah, she looks sleep. about thirteen. She really does. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Because now she's in her 30s, I want to say. Sure. Uh, and of course, you know, in 1799, if she had been 13... It wouldn't have mattered. It really like, wouldn't have mattered. Uh, yeah. Women were still kind of bestowed to men, as we've discussed on the show before. Yeah, and he is a doctor. He's got good prospects. Uh, you know, I mean... Well, he's know. a detective. He's not technically... Oh, that's right. He's, he's yeah, not a doctor. He's, yeah. uh, he's, he's got some medical skill, like the autopsies and whatnot. That's... He's... He's kind of a scientist. He's a man who wears many hats. Whatever. How about it? So, yeah, she's just in his room with him and he went I, he went on to invent the uh the science of psychiatrics. <laughs> oh god. And, and and his family passed it down from generation to oh, generation. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah. I'm not doing this. Except <laughs> except for one of the grandkids who mm-hmm. said, "My great-grandfather invented psychiatrics, but he was also a detective, so I will become a cop." Oh God! Ah, ah, ah. See, so that's that's why Fraser's dad was a cop. Yep. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're really making this work. I'm so proud of you. It's not even a stretch or anything. No, it's really not. <laughs> no, it's seriously like, not. Uh, but yeah, so Ichabod wakes up and Katrina's in his room and he's talking about, oh yes, there's this lovely young woman. It, they keep like baiting each other with these little flirtations. She's like, yeah. oh, is there nothing you'll take from Sleepy Hollow that was worth coming here, Ichabod? And he's like, yeah, you kissed me. That was pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> some? Yeah. There you go. So, some? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> then he wakes up and, you know, he's expecting Katrina and it's her stepmom, Miranda Richardson. Um, all these women are just in these corsets that are just baba booming the hell out of their figures. So yeah. they're, they're all rocking it, I gotta say. But it, well, you know, in 1799, women just showed it off. I know? guess so. <laughs> that was just how it worked back then. I suppose it's like you got to know what you're well, what's again, being bestowed uh, to you in uh, the marriage. Yeah, but I mean, again, though, that that's part and parcel of the of the the Hammer horror movies because in those movies it was full of you know countesses and nobility and you know village girls and they were always right. showing it off. Right. You know, and it it didn't make any sense in those movies either. But no. you know. It sells tickets. Yeah, it does. Well, same same concept with making Johnny Damn Depp Ichabod well, Crane. Yeah, That's yeah. going to get women to come to the theater yeah. so quickly. Yeah. They they didn't cast somebody who looked like Ichabod Crane from the cartoon. Precisely. You know, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a selling point. What what do you expect? But yeah, he's he's a very good looking man. We've. I'm just going to stare at him for a second. You say things now, Jason. That's the little boy. No, Why are you staring um, at the-, <laughs> the little boys in the room? That's not who I'm looking at at the moment. But anyway, uh, Johnny's pacing around and he's really trying to figure out what the link is to all of these murders. And the way he writes his notes becomes very relevant. He's writing these little thoughts of his in his ledger 
you know, five they five call bodies. Him the tax to, man. <laughs> five bodies to four graves. You know, uh, the town elders <laughs> points to Baltus Van Tassel, and it, that that's not even the conclusion that he's necessarily drawn yet. But then Katrina gets angry with him later because the way that it reads in his ledger, it looks like he's accusing her father of uh, puppeteering the horseman. That's who they should have gotten to play, Ichabod Crane. Who? Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Why? Yeah. No, I'm thinking True Detective. Yeah. Why? Because I've never he, seen True Detective, so I'm not, I'm not following. The first season is excellent. Don't okay. ever don't watch any of it past. That's that. what I've heard. Yeah, the first season is fantastic. Well, uh, I mean, all I can imagine is kind of like the Matt Damon impression where he, he hello, Mister Burton. Uh, I think today has seen been an excellent opportunity for me to take my shirt off. <laughs> I can't imagine it being. <laughs> I, I yeah. that would ruin the movie. I, I swear to God. I, but I but love, it would. I love the work they did in that town. That I know the sets it's so and the detailed. The production design is so good. Yeah, every single oh, especially the scene with the notary Hardenbrook with Michael Go, because he has a surprisingly small role. He speaks only like once or well, twice. He was, he was pretty old by the he time was, they made this movie. He was. Uh, he he. I believe he passed away not too. Yeah, because he long was re- he, after he was movie. he was retired. Yeah, he was up there for sure. Yeah, uh, but it's you Alfred. Know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, it's yeah. Alfred, and we love us some Alfred. But, um, yeah, Michael Goh is just the best. But he's got that great spooky line because he's clearly blind in one of his eyes. Mm-hmm. But and when mm-hmm. Ichabod still doesn't believe in the horseman, he's very eerily saying, seeing is believing. And it's just, uh, <laughs> my, well, he can get away with it because he's Michael damn <laughs> yeah, Go. He's yeah. awesome. But this is where Ichabod finally puts most of the puzzle together. Because the whole opening of the movie is actually uh, Van Garrett signing his last will and testament and holding a woman's hand, and you don't know that it's him yet. Like it, you don't know how all this ties together. P- point of order: As a genealogist, I've read a lot of wills from this era, Ooh. and what I can tell you is that mo- there, I've never seen one that was actually written in a way that any human being could actually read the damn thing. Yeah, it's not legible. It's they're like, never legible. No, you know, it's like I, w- a- I would love to see one that was written like that. Where, oh, look, I can actually tell what the words say. Holy God, like like old English. People think yeah. that Shakespeare is old English, and I'm like, no, no, it's not. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to read old English. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Why is Congress spelt with two Fs? <laughs> Congress. Yep, that would confuse the hell out of people who haven't studied it. But yes, it's a very clearly written will. Uh, whoever whoever drew it up had just excellent pensmanship, and they obviously were from 1999. Yeah. So that was helpful. Uh, otherwise, Johnny wouldn't have been able to read it. So they they had to work it out somehow. But you know, so we do have the mystery coming full circle, and it is uh, you know it, it not uh, full circle quite yet because Johnny well, lands yeah. on the incorrect suspect. Ichabod is sitting there and. Uh, he he is piecing it together. He's he finds out Van Garrett fought with his son. Turns out they were fighting because uh, Van Garrett Senior was bestowing his wealth to his new wife and his other child. And you have to assume that's what the Van Garretts were fighting about. Yeah. Then all four of them were murdered, and uh, the man who uh, witnessed the signature, Jonathan Masbeth, aka. Ichabod's assistant's yeah, dad. Yeah. Uh, he was Van Garrett's servant, and since he witnessed the uh, will being signed, he also had to die. Yeah, and that's the first uh, body that Ichabod's looking at in the woods. And so then Ichabod jumps to the conclusion: okay, well, that means that the next of kin, since everybody's related in Sleepy Hollow, the next of kin to Van Garrett would be Baltus Van Tassel. Yeah, and so that's why he thinks that Dumbledore murdered all those people. Baltus, that's a or, good name. 
It that's is. A, that's a name that needs to come back. Everyone is something Van something in this movie. Uh, yeah. Brom is like Brom Van something. They're all Vans. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm not really well, sure why. Well, that, that's one of those things about American history. A lot of people sort of confused. It's like, you know, we've all heard of the Pennsylvania Dutch. Yes. They're not Dutch. They're not in any way, shape, or form Dutch. Then it's, why are they called Dutch? It's Pennsylvania Deutsch. They're Germans. Really? Yeah. Fun fact. I yeah. didn't know and, that. And, and so, like, when you see a town like this, yeah, and it's like, oh, they're all Germans. It's like, yeah. That, Very cool. Yeah, you know, that, that these were totally German settlers who, who you know, established roots and now are killing each other. Oh, really? See, I thought I ran into all the Germans at Oktoberfest up in Helen, Georgia mm, no, <laughs> last and, weekend. No, well, and what you don't see in this is that actually Sleepy Hollow was actually colonized by French settlers and the German settlement next to it eventually sort of expanded and pushed all the French people out. <laughs> nice little history lesson yeah, there. Yeah, it happens. There you go. Yeah. But the, the Italians were helping them, but they didn't really contribute very much. You know your own and history, for, yeah? And, and for some reason, the Japanese were involved. I don't know. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, it, another very brave moment from for Ichabod where there's, and I guess they just had to find a reason to get them to move the bed. So yeah. he's back in his quarters, which Katrina's just sitting there in a strange man's room. And he's even like, Katrina, why are you in my room? She goes, because it is yours. And it's just very like, huh, hello, okay. Mr. Crane. Like, <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> Okay. A girl delivered herself to my doorstep. That works. So, uh, but he... Happens Ichabod, to me all the time, Jerry Smith. <laughs> my best friend, Jerry Smith. I love casting witchy spells with you. But uh, yeah, so Ichabod jumps up on the chair when he sees this giant tarantula crawling around his room. Yeah. And so the young Masbeth has to move the bed and you come to find there's this sort of pentagramic thing, thing yeah, symbol thing. written in chalk underneath his bed. And Masbeth says that it's the evil eye, and that means that somebody is casting spells against Ichabod. Yeah. Uh, so they think it's an evil thing, but that that turns into a bit of a twist in the plot because you find out it's Katrina. Yeah. Writing all these symbols, and she's actually she's the good witch. Yes, yeah, she's the good witch. <laughs> she's the good witch. Only only bad witches are ugly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so she's actually casting these charms and whatnot to protect Ichabod because yeah. she loves him. Which you know, I want to go back and read the uh, the Washington Irving. Story I do too, because because I'd actually like to know how much, and I'm sure not much, but uh, I, I would like to know how much of the original story made it into. I would imagine not much. Like I said, yeah. the horseman is kind of the through line in this version, where yeah. it's not that focused on him. He's just no, it's really he's not. He's part of uh, uh, Lady Van Tassel's plan to yeah. gain wealth. Well, and that's the thing; it's not called um, it's not called uh, Headless Horseman. Yeah, yeah it's, le- called it's called Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow. Hollow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a soap opera about a little town called Sleepy Hollow. Right. It is a soap opera. Yeah. And you come to find also part of the twist is that Ichabod discovers Lady Van Tassel is sleeping with the Reverend Steenwick, yeah. one of the town elders. And that's not Jeffrey Jones's type at all. So no, I don't know why know. he's sleeping with yeah, her. It, 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 he, well, he, you know, he's playing against type. Uh, yeah. He, <sighs> hey, it was a stretch role. God. He challenged himself. Phrasing. <laughs> um, but... Um, and also, you know, if the witch is cutting her hand, I don't uh, understand that either. I, I, I'm just, I, I, do these people not understand that you know, if you stub your toe in 1799, you probably you're gonna die. die. Yeah, maybe it, maybe they don't care. Maybe that's it. It's like, well, I'm, she's a witch, so that's what you don't know yet. Is that Lady Van Tassel is also a witch because her and the reason why she was evicted from the cottage where the Van Tassels ended up taking their home. 
is because her father died and her mother was suspected of witchcraft, so no one in Sleepy Hollow would take them in. So they grew up as outcasts in the woods, and their yeah. mother died soon after. It's, it's very tragic, but she. There, it turns out their mother was a witch, and the sister, you don't know what happened to her, but it turns out she is the witch that Ichabod runs into when he's looking for the Tree of the Dead. Oh, that's... Yeah, that's Lady that's Lady oh, Van Tassel's okay. sister. Yeah, because right. they were both witches. They both have witch powers, but um, one of them <laughs> one remained of them. an outcast in the woods and <laughs> yeah, that, decided to that, live. That would have been an interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think I'll stay here. <laughs> I rather like all this filth. Eat, eat my crow feet. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't have filth in the town. Well, I like my filth. <laughs> Bring out your dad. But yeah, so... They are sisters, and uh, actually Lady Van Tassel murders her sister yeah. for well, helping Ichabod and young Nazbeth find the grave of the horseman and kind of unearth her plot. Well, it's, it's sort of like Leela in that one episode of Futurama. I mean, after you commit your first murder, you just you got to keep killing people to cover it up. It gets you know? easier and, and it just, easier. It gets easier towards the end. <laughs> yep. You know, next time you feel like killing someone, just chew some gum. Sure, because that's the same. But yeah, right here is where you see um, Lady Van Tassel is heating up some soup or something, and Ichabod is just having a normal conversation with her. Hey, hey have you seen Katrina? Where is she at? And there's this nervous moment where the Lady Van Tassel is explaining or saying to him, "Oh, Constable, you haven't asked me how I hurt my hand since yesterday." And then she just gets all up in his face. She's like, I know you saw me in the woods with the reverend. You can't tell my husband. And so, I mean, what what does she really expect to happen? She doesn't. Yeah, you I would don't. think that her next logical step would be to get the horseman to murder Ichabod because yeah. he knows that secret. Yeah. Uh, and that's she's got all of the town elders under lock and key, basically, for different reasons, because yeah. the it, it turns out the doctor is sleeping with the servant girl of the Van Tassel house. And he's married, so he's cheating on his wife with the servant girl. Reverend Steamwick uh, gets to sleep with Lady Van Tassel, so that's why he stays quiet. Yeah. Notary Hardenbrook is just afraid. Yeah. Uh, so she's got him under her boot with that. <laughs> Jeffrey Jones and then, is like, well, what do I get out of this? Well, you get to have sex with her. All yeah, right. Cool. <laughs> Wait, in. do I not get murdered? Well, <laughs> we'll see about that. Okay, I'm in. He does get murdered, but not by the horseman. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's true. Yeah. So it, all the town elders bite it because uh, you don't even think about it when you're in Notary Hardenbrooks. Uh, he that's his last scene in the film because what just happened is Baltus Van Tassel busted in. And he's like, "Oh, Notary Hardenbrook hanged himself in the middle of the night." I guess he just couldn't take the pressure of the conspiracy. Uh, yeah. So out he goes, out he Michael Van goes, but um, no, <laughs> no, no. No, no, I made response. me laugh. No, let's just keep rolling. So anyhow, Michael Gambon. Um, Gambon. Whatever. <laughs> it's not Gambon. David Carradine. <laughs> I can't pronounce anything right. So it, that English degree was absolutely useless. Well, you had an English degree, not a British degree. So. This is true. Yeah, okay, so Michael yeah. Gambon. Gambon. There we are. Thinks that he sees the horseman kill his wife. Yeah. Yeah, but he killed her. Yes, he rides up to the church because now all of a sudden the entire town hates Ichabod. Well, that that's that has to happen in, in a movie. But why like this. though? What has he done to deserve the entire town's hate? Well, like, he's the outsider. You know, it's like as bad as ever, as bad as everything was when you got here, everything got worse. You're the outsider. It's yeah, in I all guess. these movies. Eventually, it comes to that. It's like, know? oh no, the murders that were already happening before you got here are continuing. Yeah. I, I don't know, but uh, so guys, this is where we find out that the boys, horseman is Highlander yeah. because he cannot enter the hallowed ground of the yeah. church. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, but all the town 
townspeople are shoving shoving each other, panicking in the church because the horseman is coming after Michael Gambon. There we are. And <laughs> looking to behead him, and they assume that Lady Van Tassel is dead. Yeah. Because, oh, your father saw the horseman come toward me with his sword and his sheath, but Baltus didn't stay to watch. He just ran off. Yeah. So and that I guess she knew it. She had a good beat on him because that... That's a titular part of the plan. I mean, I if he didn't run away, what then? Would the horseman just have killed him and then she yeah. would have kept on with the plan? I don't really I, know. I, yeah, well, you know, it, it, when you're watching it, you're not supposed to be analyzing it. You're supposed to just be That's enjoying true. it. And if, and, and if it's a good enough movie, you can save the analysis for later. I think that's one reason why it's like I was telling you before the show, you know, my friend Adam, he has uh, one of his favorite movies is Black Swan. Right. And he's only seen it once. And he, he absolutely loved the movie and he loved it so much that he said he never wants to watch it again because he knows if he watches it again, one, he's not going to enjoy it as much. But two, he's going to start picking it apart. Because hindsight is horrifying. Yeah. His subsequent viewing would ruin. Yeah. Subse- yeah I'm there, with you. Yeah. I mean, there are very few movies that get better with subsequent viewing. All right, yeah. and we get a bunch of death really quickly here. In a, oh, and Michael Gambon goes out in a very gnarly fashion in this scene. So you, he finally figures out that there's some sort of conspiracy going on, that the town elders have been conspiring behind his back because the reverend is so ready to just throw him out of the church and give yeah. him to the horseman to be the horseman's next victim. But um, so Jeffrey Jones murders the doctor mm-hmm. uh, by bashing him in the head with a crucifix. Yeah, a, a heavy wooden. Uh, people just well, get hit in the head a lot. Yeah, a cross. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, with a heavy wooden cross, and then Jeffrey Jones is shot by Michael Gambon, who proceeds to a window. Which, when you're the one that the bad guys after, don't stand near glass. That's just a bad idea in general. Well, you know, he he was he was probably not in his in his right mind by that moment. I would imagine not. He just murdered Well, it's somebody. Michael Gambon. He was probably a little bit. <laughs> it's possible. Um, but what's great about this is you come to find that the horseman was not just a Hessian mercenary. He was also a professional javelin thrower. Yeah. he was. <laughs> well, apparently when you become a, a hellspawn, you know, evil being. You get special powers. Yeah. You know, he's also really good at basketball. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it's like, you, you know, he can do anything. It's Ray Park. Yeah. But yeah, he basically just gets this picket off the fence and literally throws it like 50 yards. Yeah. With a rope attached. With a rope attached, it goes through a glass window and like impales Michael Gambon. Like the velocity that he's got to be working with is insane. He yanks it back really hard, which to me, uh, it feels like it would have just pulled it right out of him again. And he would have ended up with a bloody stick going, damn it. I really thought that was going to work. No, because it was a pronged like pick it so it, it wouldn't oh, have done it was like yeah. a it was like getting him with a hook and then pulling him backwards yeah. so uh now michael gambon has lost his head he's dead too and yeah. christine poor christina ricci's character she lost both of her parents well her stepmother and her father yeah. in one day yeah and the whole thing with her mother is that um miranda richardson was the nurse to katrina's mother mm-hmm but instead of helping her get better, she made sure that she died. Yeah, it was and real easy to murder people back then. Yeah, well, we didn't you use know. DNA in our investigations as long as you well, weren't no, you there. Well, you think about it. I mean, like, in t- it wasn't until... Oh, I want Johnny Depp to scribble my name in his notebook. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that, sounds like a, that sounds like a metaphor. No, <laughs> no it doesn't. <laughs> That's just something girls do in school hey, where they're, Marie, like, daydreaming can I, can about I a boy. scribble my name in your notebook? Ew, no. By Why that, are you ruining I mean, this for me? Yeah. No, oh, um, yeah, but it was so easy to kill people back then. Um, you didn't even need a headless horseman. All you needed was arsenic. 
Yeah, that's be, true. Be, because arsenic is basically untraceable after um, just a little while, unless you have something like a chemical reagent. Unless Ichabod Crane has these magical powders. Yeah, that he can, could. Yeah, yeah that can yeah. deduce that, that it was a murder and not an accident. Yeah. And if people just start dropping dead for literally no reason... That well, might have drawn attention faster than uh, like playing on the 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 folklore of the horseman and yeah because the whole town believes in the horseman no, that's true. they know him they all seen him <laughs> well and I think it's a case of we paid for the trailer we're gonna shoot the trailer he's like their town you mascot it's like, <laughs> look, look I went through the trouble to get a headless horseman you think I'm not gonna use it yeah this, okay this, all this, this was like half my yeah, budget you guys to, don't even know I had to go out there and dig the dam no I'm using the headless horseman <laughs> that stays in the plan oh yeah uh, okay but theatrics are. Uh, you know, part of it. Let's just make it dramatic. It's like, um, what's his face on Bob's Burgers? Carry me off. It'll be more dramatic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want the horsemen to murder everyone. It'll be fantastic. But yeah, so uh, Katrina actually burned all of the evidence that indicated that her father might have been the mur- the puppeteer of mm-hmm. the horseman, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the murderer. And now Ichabod's leaving the scene because he doesn't have any evidence and even the person he was about to accuse was just beheaded. Yeah. So there's no reason for him to stay. Christina Ricci's all sad and Ichabod is sitting there twirling the little uh, cardinal uh, with his optics trick. It's a little, it's a little circular piece of cardboard, I guess, with a cardinal and a cage painted on either side and when you spin it together, it looks like the cardinal's in the cage. Yeah. Optical illusion. Yeah. And this is where he goes full-blown Sherlock, because he's in a carriage and he sees supposedly the body of Lady Van Tassel being taken to the morgue and the cut on her hand. He can tell from 20 yards away that it hasn't healed since yesterday. Yeah. And he says there's no clotting. There's no signs of healing at all. Oh, this isn't Lady Van Tassel. This is someone else. And so that's how. Yep. That's how he figures it out. Yeah. But. I want, I want books that I would love to have a library of these old arcane books where just like somebody sat down and wrote all the rules for how this stuff works. Because in all these movies, there's always books like that where it's like, well, this is the spell that you cast in order to, you know, protect loved ones. And this is. And I know that because. eh. Because no reason. (laughs) Yeah. I just have the knowledge. So, I mean, it's amazing how much of this stuff became a part of culture. Um, And. It, what it, stuff like the witchcraft or the witchcraft and a lot of things that we think of as like being very um old and it uh you know oh this is old which people have been doing this for hundreds and thousands of years and it's all basically made up in the 1800s right you know it's sort of like druids you know we think about druids as being these guys with long beards and the the robes and all that stuff mm-hmm. and that was literally a victorian construct so they just rippled the hell out of all of us. <laughs> yeah, that was that was completely fake. That was made wow. up. It was a new druid thing that was. Oh, there goes Christina Ricci. Yeah. She just fainted. <laughs> yeah, um, Ouija boards. Do you know why a Ouija board is called Ouija? Do tell. Uh, it was made up. Okay. And it was, it was. I think it was in the 1800s, but it was made up. Um, and they basically took the French word for yes and the German word for yes. And put it together. Oh my god! It's right in front of you, and you. And I never knew it until somebody told me. Yeah, that yeah. just it's we blew yeah. my mind. Yeah, it was actually called a we ya board. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Well, especially with the hard J, you don't. You're not gonna pick up on that no. sometimes. It's so so much of this stuff that you see that it's like, oh yeah, this is you know, oh witches, you know, 500 years ago we're doing. No, well, especially they when you do speak more than one language, <laughs> yeah. because like, because I speak Spanish and I speak English, but sometimes I have a hard time 
recognizing things like that where it's like, oh, yeah, that's from this Spanish word and this English word and they just blended them. It's Spanglish for whatever. Yeah. Like it, you you have so many extra sounds and pronunciations oh, yeah, yeah. in your head when you speak more than one language that that just doesn't occur to you. Right, like, yeah. It, it, I don't know. You just splice things together and yeah. don't notice. <laughs> but, but yeah, I didn't yeah. pick up on that. That's I mean, nuts. You, and like, you know, vampires. I mean, most of what we think of with vampires was made up by the Victorians. Oh my God, seriously? Well, yeah, I mean, look at Dracula. You know, I mean, that the, so much of vampire lore comes from Dracula, but that was all made up in by a Victorian author. Right. You know, um, and so it's like there's all of these things that are, you know, classic horror tropes that we just have this image. That we're obsessed with because yeah. we've made story after story after story about yeah. them. And I mean, hell, the horseman's part of that because he's been in so many different adaptations of yeah. the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. But that's where we... Um, we kind of come full circle. We're getting on toward the end of the movie. Yeah, well, we're at the point where since you won't live, I might as well tell you my plan. <laughs> yeah, it's very Bond villain. Yeah, come on. Where Miranda Richardson, she has one last person in her way to inheriting the wealth yeah. of the Van Tassels, and that's Katrina. Luckily, Ichabod has figured this out yes. and is rushing to save his lady uh, and somehow knows that they're at the, this random windmill. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know either, but the... F- Fun trivia that's coming up. He's about to be dragged. Uh, there's this big action sequence where the horseman's chasing uh, Ichabod and Katrina through the woods. They're headed toward the Tree of the Dead, and they're in a carriage, and Ichabod's fighting the horseman on top of the carriage, and then at some point the horses break loose, and Ichabod's being dragged through the woods. Uh, apparently Johnny Depp had no issue with that, being dragged by the horses, because the stunt coordinator gave him like some extra padding or he, something he, to guard he, him. He from- actually he had... Um, um- if I remember what I heard, it it was like he had um, a flak jacket and yes, um, it was like, I don't like using bulletproof because they're not bulletproof, but it's what people refer to as bulletproof armor on. Yeah. Well, he was wearing something to protect him from, you know, yeah. Doesn't do a lot to, doesn't do a lot to stop, you know, blunt force trauma. No, Uh, uh, if if the horse kicks you in the head or you're you're just dead. Apparently that wasn't an issue for Johnny. What he was worried about was the horses relieving themselves on him. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and you know, to be fair, you know, I love doing cocaine with you, Tim Burton. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's drag me through the woods. Yep. Well, I think this is after he, I think this was uh, post drugs, Johnny in 1999. he He had his children and. He cleaned up his act once he had his kids. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, that's why he started making movies like Pirates of the Caribbean and such so that his children could actually watch his films. Yeah. Daddy, because daddy, you don't want your... Daddy, can we watch Blow? <laughs> exactly. Uh, daddy, can we watch Ed Wood? Sure, that's probably one of the tamer things that I'm in. Yeah. Why not? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. There, yeah, there's nothing in Ed Wood that's, that's bad. But yeah, um, like he's played like gangsters and like really serious roles and stuff. So yeah, he started doing more lighthearted stuff so his children could see him in yeah. his movies. But irrelevant now because they're both basically grown but either way this this is a really weird point in the movie um yeah katrina's uh, hearing all about the evil blonde bond plan <laughs> blonde yeah. bond plan yeah because <laughs> she's just yeah i'll tell you um i had this guy under my power for this reason she just gives you it's just exposition I know, <laughs> like, it's, it's filling like in all the gaps it, 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 it's almost like christina ricci is like you know knows that johnny depp is coming and i'm just trying to keep her talking yeah <laughs> it's know? like somebody's yeah. gotta be coming for me brahm's dead so yeah. not him uh maybe ichabod just i'm going to throw you out. in this tank and then my sharks are going to come out and eat you <laughs> with and, laser beams on oh, their heads i was, do, I was doing the living life Die, though, are but, they ill-tempered yeah. <laughs> and i crossed it into austin power yep you see the witch in the woods was her sister yeah and, and i gotta say you know 
chopping people's heads off they they make it look incredibly easy, easy in this movie. <laughs> yeah. like your 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 neck is attached by slightly more than just like a couple of balsa sticks you know i mean <laughs> it, it, it takes a little bit of muscle you know that's like uh it does take some effort yeah i mean you know there there was more than one uh beheading at the the tower of london where they you know screwed it up and you have people running around with their heads still kind of on. That's why you have nearly you know. headless Nick in Harry Potter. His execution got bungled, so his we ghost <laughs> just to, has a dangling had, head. Had to bring it back to Harry of Potter. Of course I did. I always do. Yeah. That's Darth Jader for you. I, I, I've, I've literally been holding back a community joke the whole time. <laughs> Christina Ricci. Uh, oh, God. I don't even know what you're talking hands about. Hands off, okay. Christina Ricci. <laughs> oh, I actually like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, freaking community. Anyway, uh, so I don't understand the logic here. Uh, the the heroes of our story, uh, Ichabod has an idea where they're trapped in the windmill. The horseman's coming for Katrina, and he goes, oh, climb to the roof. I have an idea. And they set the place on fire. <laughs> it's like, let us climb to the roof of this building and burn it down. <laughs> this was your idea? Set it on fire. I'm running That's with it, it okay? okay? I mean, I mean, you know, I know we'll use science. Yeah, Burning, I don't even know. Burning they, stuff is science. It's just, it, it, yeah, it, it was as scientific as it was going Ray to Park be back away. then. But yeah, the uh, the horseman is just very athletic and Batman like in this segment he where yeah. he just throws a little tied rope around one of the um, I can't think of the word cog. Cog, thank you, uh, and it lifts him up. That that was just very good thinking on his part, and he just like. Yeah, elevators. For, I know for a guy with for a guy with no head, he's pretty clever. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that he has no head; it's just not attached. That's true. He has a head. Lady Van Tassel's holding it in her in her, ba- in her witch bag. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Johnny Depp literally sets the windmill on fire once the has the horseman has actually and, reached and the top. Again, apparently, the windmill was made of. You know, naphtha soaked cloth. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And, with enough soap, one can blow up just about anything. Well, that's the windmill we use to grind up our gunpowder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they jump to the top and then jump on the windmills to lower themselves back to the ground. But even Ichabod realizes the futility of this plan because they jump down to the ground and uh, little uh, young Masbeth is like, is he dead? Well, that's the problem. He was dead to begin with. <laughs> and then they just yeah, run, yeah. gang. So it just, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I guess it, and it was a stall. the windmill friggin' explodes. I mean, it it's doesn't. It's like a car in yeah, a 70s it's, movie. It's, it's the most re- goddamn ridiculous explosion. <laughs> what? A cop what? must have put a speeding ticket on it because yeah, it blew up. What were they storing in the windmill? Gunpowder. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Wiley Coyote's explosives. Yeah. Yeah, it was made out of paper. So it just, yeah, it freaking explodes. And what kills me is they wait around for yeah, the horseman to fall down and then come back out the door. Yeah, he was dead to begin with. Shit, I guess we should we should peel out, guys. So yeah, now yeah, there's a, yeah. the big chase scene that we were referring to a minute ago. And, you know, it's, it's cool action. It's fun to watch. There's an exciting couple of minutes while they're trying to get to the Tree of the Dead. But... They, I don't know what they think they're going to accomplish other than let's just get the hell away from the horseman because the head is the key to everything. Right, yeah. And the stepmom yeah. has it. And if she, you think about it, it's kind of like, did Evie have to read that book out loud? Did the mom have to go back to the tree? Right. She didn't have to. And if she <clears throat> right, didn't, yeah. the horseman probably would have caught up with the three of them and murdered all of them. And yeah. then she would have won. Yeah. But no, she's got to go to the tree and try to shoot one of them. And it just, that didn't make any sense. That was like more Bond villain than anything. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm returning to the scene of the crime. Yeah, it, it's, um, 
Yeah, well, you know, movies do require, you know, there's always suspension of disbelief. And, yeah. and in particular, it's suspension of disbelief in regard to what characters will will do when a sane person obviously wouldn't do this. Oh, it, right. Like, especially in scary movies. Yeah, if, if logic was used, then... You wouldn't have a horror movie. No, no there, it would never Horror happen. movies wouldn't exist. Nope. You know, um, some would. Jaws, I think, Jaws is one of the few movies where everyone in it sort of behaves like a rational actor. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, you know, you can say, well, if they have a motive where it's like corruption, oh, we want money, you know? Right. Okay, well, okay, people would you do stupid things for money. They do it all the time. That's true. Um, but when you have stuff like this, it's just, you know, she's a villain. You just got to run with it. Yeah. yeah. Why is she doing it? Well, she's the villain. She's got to. And you find, oh. The horseman, because he, the horseman gets up on top of the coach first, and then you think that he's in the cab, but no, he's on, he's on top of. It's almost this kind of sticky sequence where, oh, he just missed Ichabod with that hot sword of his. Like, well, yeah, it's it's it, this is essentially a fight on top of a train. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah seared, <laughs> seared like tuna steaks. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you're still on the train. Yeah. <laughs> It, it seems exciting and awesome at first, but then you're like, oh, shit, I'm actually still on a train. Uh, that's not a good idea. But, yeah, here's where Johnny gets dragged by the horses uh, through the woods. Oh, they almost sliced his crotch off. Oh, yeah. no. Do you expect like, me to talk? Yeah, it's kind of funny action in a way. Cause, well, it is, and it's a good action sequence because it doesn't go on too long. Yeah, you know? it's not like, you know, Peter and the chicken fighting yeah. each other for 15 minutes straight. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's not it, ridiculous. Yeah, I mean... But ultimately, you know, we do bring it around back to, okay, the horseman, I mean, it, okay, so he gets his head back. Well, the horseman's been a pawn this, this entire time. Yeah, but it's he's not, of, yeah, he's but, not, I'm sorry. Uh, but I mean, okay, it's like, he gets his head back, right? That's what he wants. He wants his head back. Yeah, that's it. So he can go back to hell. I guess, <laughs> well, he fits in in hell. <clears throat> I, yeah, maybe that's I it. think he'd yeah. feel really socially awkward in heaven because he's got the sharp teeth. and I, Now, what I really don't understand is how Daredevil is in hell. Because Daredevil wasn't a Hessian mercenary. He was just the, the horse of a Hessian that's a, mercenary. That's actually, it's a really good point. I don't understand why his horse went with him. It's funny because when you said Daredevil, I was like, wait, what the? The horse. What the hell are you talking ben about? Ben Affleck? What? <laughs> no. Ben Affleck oh. is definitely going to hell after Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> Reindeer games? Come on. <laughs> that is the yeah. movie which we do not speak of but i love to go back in time and go i have seen the future this man will be batman one day God. no you lie well you lie that can't be true and now they're just they're just running with all these crazy choices for batman including robert pattinson so yeah but yeah then i don't once again i can't shoehorn logic into this because the mom shows up and she you find out she has a gun but instead of just shooting her stepdaughter and letting the horseman take care of Ichabod. Yeah. She's holding Katrina by the hair. Here she is. Come and get her. And yeah. it's like you could have. This yeah. could have been resolved so much more quickly. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But luckily, um, you know, the little young ward to Ichabod smacks her in the head. And Ichabod's like, hey, horseman, heads up. Yeah. <laughs> and tosses him his skull. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, 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 you know. Oh, thanks, dude. I've been looking for this. Thanks, bro. All right, I'll let your girlfriend live now. That's cool. All right, I'm out of here. Oh god, that feels good. And That's I love so that like better. he fits his skull on top of his 
torso because he doesn't have a neck yet. Yeah. Like his neck was never part of, he had to grow a neck. He had to grow a neck. He had to grow a neck and like get all the flesh on his head. It's just like, and that was pretty gruesome to watch when I was a kid. I did not enjoy watching. And the skull's teeth seem to sort of change. Uh, Yeah, the skull seems to have regular kind of teeth. Yeah. then all of a sudden they're sharp again when he's the horseman. Yeah. When he fully regenerates like Emotep. Yeah. I, I, I would, if there was a headless dude whose head was growing back, I, I don't think I would take the time to kiss my, my girl at that point. I would probably. And show, yeah. Cause you have to assume that he might still hurt her. Yeah. He might still kill all of you. Yeah. There's no telling, but you got, I would sort of. Be oh my God. It's, it's Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. Run. <laughs> I liked him better without a head. God, he was so scary. I, it, like I said, I had no idea this was him when I first watched the movie because it just doesn't look like him with the scary teeth and the big, uh, the crazy context they've got yeah, in his eyes. Yeah. And even right now, Ichabod shoves Katrina in front of him. He's such a chicken. Yeah, he My is. God, he would. He he just fought and risked his life like through the woods for this woman, and then as soon as the horseman has a head again, he's like, yeah. oh, uh, uh-uh, uh, and just doesn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. So. He's going to go back to hell, but I guess he's... He's taking t- Lady Van Tassel with him. He's taking a girl with him. So well, because that... she's forced him into being a murderer for the last... Which is kind of what he was anyway. Yeah, I mean, you think... <laughs> it's like, it's I not get... like it was out of character. Was it he really ki- bothering him, He anybody? killed more people in the introductory sequence when they, when you know, showing the backstory Yeah, because he kills like 14 yeah, people. Yeah, he killed the... way more people then than he did in the whole rest of the movie. Yep. Well, she'll, that's the thing, too. Oh, it's God, like, it's Christopher Walken. With sharp fangs. And, of course, you've got to have this gruesome moment where he kisses her. Yeah. And you get, like, so here's my question. How does she wind up with her mouth so bloody? Like, is he biting her tongue or is he biting her lips? Like, what is he biting? I, I, he's just biting the shit out of her. Oh, God. You have to have that grotesque moment where yeah. he makes out with the mom. And Would his breath be very bad or very good at this point? Because he... Hasn't eaten anything in a long time. It's true. You know, it's brand new. Every, all the tissue in there is brand but new. But back so. when he died, like taking care of your teeth just was not a thing. And yeah, especially if they're weakened to the point where you turn them into points, yeah, they, it would be horrendous, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. And she's not an osmic, so she would have to smell it. It sounds yeah. terrible. But yeah, so the horseman dives back into hell with Daredevil and Lady Van Tassel, and yay, the day is saved. Yep, there you go. And that's the end. And. There's just, there's just that spooky moment with Miranda Richardson's hand. That's the old, and Ichabod faints again. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Well, uh, you know, I can't necessarily blame him at this point. I, I, I you know, that he's could, been through a lot. Yeah, it's been a rather exhausting day. Yep. And you can tell everything's okay because they took the blue filter off the camera, and you can actually see the sunlight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at the sheep's. They're not as ominous. The fog is gone, and you yeah. can actually see more than four feet in front of your <laughs> Appar- nose. Apparently, the sheep came back because they, they weren't in the rest of the movie. They were in the beginning of the movie when oh, he's riding out to Sleepy oh, okay. Hollow. Okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, I yeah. thought they had swanned off like we're out of here. And then, yeah, I guess you never. I I think Tim Burton did handle the the age difference pretty well because they they never like hardcore make out or anything. It's yeah. just like she kissed him on the cheek. That's the only yeah. time you really see them kiss. It's I guess. not a new century, Johnny Depp. <laughs> you got a year to go. Hey, you can't blame Johnny for that. A man of science, you should know better. <laughs> you can't blame Johnny for his lines, but yes. Yeah, so Are they you go taking ba- me to New York City? You can just say New York. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an interior decorator. <laughs> you can just say decorator. But yeah, so they actually take young Masbeth with them, I guess, to be their manservant in their happy relationship or whatever it is. Oh, well, yeah, he's short round, you know. <laughs> yeah. Where short, do we live, short, Dr. Jones? Yeah, short round went with Willie Scott and Indy. There you um, go. 
It's a very similar movie. But yeah, the the you know the visuals are very stunning. The light is better, and then the movie it's, comes it's, to a close. It's not a very long movie. No, it's not. It's really not. Which which you know I've, I've it goes I'm, back I'm to your always, flawless. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. It, it did what it needed to do. It was a good movie. I don't have any problems with it. It I had mean, a little bit of everything. <clears throat> there was a little bit of romance, a lot of action. Yeah. There was a puzzle to but, solve. But there like wasn't it, too much of anything. Right, exactly. It was yeah. it was incredibly balanced. Like I don't know that I would call it flawless because I did poke a few yeah, holes in yeah. it, but it was very balanced. Yeah. So I, I will give it that. Um, so to that to be said, if we're talking off to Seinfeld, like... This movie, I only enjoy it more every time I watch it, but it, even if I poke fun of it, because I've got that nostalgia, nostalgic love for it, because I, I, it was like the first quote-unquote scary movie that I ever really appreciated. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was scared when I watched it, but I just love it now. It doesn't scare me at all. So I'd say it remains pretty high on Alpha Seinfeld. Well, I mean, I would say it's about in the middle for me, because, I mean, it hasn't grown for me. I don't like it more or less than whenever I first saw it. Um, I, I liked it then. I like it now. It's, it, I almost feel bad for it in that way because it's it's very good. And I if a movie like this came out today, I'd probably love it just because they don't make movies like no, this No, all movies that are know? coming out now are just so disappointing. <clears throat> yeah, it would... so it's like, yeah, it, there there's a, there's a lack of movies like this. And I would love to see something like this. I'd love to see Tim Burton make something like this. I'd love to see Johnny Depp in something like this. Right. You know? He can venture away from the kiddie movies now that uh, his kids are grown. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I I would put it square in the middle uh, on that, uh, on the Alpha Seinfeld, on the ass. On the ass scale. Right in the middle of the ass. Yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. Because I, I, right. I, I wasn't a huge fan of it when I saw it as a kid. Like I said, it did scare me, but I just love it now. It's it's improved with age, in my opinion. So now, I suppose we should mention this is the last of our Halloween yep. um, movies that we're going to be doing. Yes, it is. We are going to be following up. Uh, we've got a few episodes uh, that are not Halloween uh, that we're going to be rolling out throughout the next uh, few weeks. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to be finishing up the first season with a movie month uh, where we're going to be talking about Christmas movies. Yep. And then we've got some uh, interesting surprises. We do. We have all sorts of fun things coming down the pipeline for you, hindsighters. I, I, I don't want to scare our, our super fan Katie too much, but there are some big changes coming. <laughs> I think she'll still love us. I, I think so, too. I uh, think so, too. She actually braved shivers to maintain her super fan status. Uh, it was not her favorite episode, right, kind of yeah. like me. And I even, asked, I even told her, I was like, you don't have to listen to it. And she said, nope. Titles are earned, and yep. I'm the super fan, so she, she she's listened true. to every single episode. Um, her feedback wasn't fantastic on that particular movie, uh, even though she hasn't seen it. But, Katie, we appreciate you. Yeah. We know you listen. And Michelle, too. She's been going through every episode. And uh, to that end, we've got to say, Michelle, Halloween Town? Seriously? Oh, sucked. God. Such a terrible movie. <laughs> How were you thinking? She's going to murder us. But <laughs> All right, everybody. Well... Thank you very much for listening. And please join us online uh, wherever you do your social mediums. Uh, we're on Instagram at Hindsight is Horrifying, Hindsight Horror on Twitter and Facebook. You can And Hindsight.show. And Hindsight.show, our new domain, yes. Uh, so p- thank you for tuning in for this spooky month of... You know, some some scary movies, some but disturbing, really. and some childlike. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was a mixed bag. So thanks for bearing with us during our first Halloween season, and stay tuned for yeah. our holiday movies and a few others. Yes. Thank, Thank you for joining us. This has been Hindsight and Good Night. <laughs> <laughs>